Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane, the ordinary, sometimes even the strange. One thing we can promise you is that our conversation will be less than fascinating so that you, well, you can feel free, you can feel free that is, to drift off. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I'm your co-host, Nidhi Khanna. You know, Nidhi, we were talking about duty freeze and uh, how much we enjoy perusing a duty free in different airports and whatnot. Let me ask you, uh, I know for myself, the first thing I do when I walk into a duty free is I like to see what the local items are they have in the duty free. Mm. So for example, if you go to a duty-free in Canada, you're likely to find various maple products. So like maple fudge or maple uh, maple syrup Cookie, in syrup. a fancy bottle or maple cookies. Ice wine as Ice well. Ice wine, uh, some mousse. Um, They're called moose droppings, I think. No, I was thinking of the chocolate. I was thinking of like moose plush toys. Ah, yes, of course. Or RCMP plush toys or moose dressed as RCMP. Yes. Or beavers beavers dressed as RCMP officers. (laughs) If you're in the Maritimes, you're likely to find a lobster wearing a sou'western, which is that sort of raincoat that... uh, fishermen wear out there sometimes you'll find certainly if you're in western canada say in in vancouver british columbia or anywhere in british columbia for that matter you'll find various types of totem poles that they'll have at the duty free as well without a doubt and so that's the first place i go to so different countries and different cities will have different sort of local duty-free items in it so um i remember when i was in italy last year i went into the duty-free and there was a fantastic bottle of amaro which is a 
um, li liquor that's made of various herbs, so it's very bitter that I can't get here. And so I was very happy to see that I bought two really large bottles of that. When you go to a duty-free, what is it that you source or look for? Marco, I enjoy perusing the cosmetics in duty-frees. So yes. um, I think for any person who um, wears makeup or perfume mm -hmm. or anything like that, that duty-frees are ideal places to to get to pick up those type of items and and have a look so i enjoy the london heathrow duty free oh it is it is huge it's and ample and interesting thing about the london heathrow is that there's a duty free and then you walk for 7 minutes and there's another another duty free and then you walk to the food court and there's an additional duty free it's as if they don't want you to miss your opportunity. And I loved when I was in London, they had sampling of various... Yes. Liquors? Scotches. And ah. uh, let me tell you, they were great, expensive scotches. There's nothing like an arduous trip you're going to take that's going to take, you know, 12 hours. And before you go on the plane, you've had some great scotch. But you were saying, sorry, before... No, that's... I, scotch is also one of those that... When people hear that you're traveling, there's always someone who's hoping that you can pick them up a bottle of expensive scotch mm -hmm. from the duty-free. Um, I tend to buy rums. I love to get oh, yes. rums. I, I, I love dark rums, and so that's the thing that I buy at duty-frees. So I don't tend to buy alcohol from duty-frees usually because I'm traveling to, to and from Europe. I see. And as a result, there's always an exchange rate issue. However, mm -hmm. that being said, whenever I leave Canada, I always pick up uh, my maximum allowable um, alcohol, uh, whether that be vodka or rum or mm -hmm. any other liquor, because it's so much cheaper in Canadian dollars I than, see. let's say, in British pounds. So right. I get to enjoy, with because I'm usually traveling to Europe to visit friends, I get right. to enjoy that part of our trip together with them. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned that, uh, you know, you buy your maximum allowance. I'm always very, very strict with that. But for some reason, I don't like to exceed it. I make sure that it is within regulations because I always feel that that's the one area where customs could stop you and, and and in my case would be able to figure out whether or not I exceeded the limit so I'm always very strict and have you ever been stopped by customs oh not for no for that? no I actually have no I haven't been stopped in any in any place for customs mm. uh, which is great but back to duty free what's the strangest thing you've ever bought at duty free oh good question Marco. Mm. good question um I'm, I have to say I'm a pretty boring duty-free shopper. Okay. I remember actually I lucked out one year because, mm -hmm. as I said, um, I, well, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I used to live in the UK. Right. And so I would travel back home during the holidays. And one year for Christmas, I happened to be traveling around the time that they had sales at duty-free. Mm -hmm. And... The London Heathrow duty-free sales can be really good if you get in at the right time. I see. And I managed to pick up, I think, three high-end perfumes oh. for 
dirt cheap because they were all on sale. And um, that was my best duty-free find. Mm -hmm. Um, But other than that, I'm not a big duty-free shopper. I I remember actually when we used to travel to India as children, you would have the duty-free component obviously on the plane, which they still have. Right. But we used to always fly through Switzerland, mm-hmm. and we would be able to get the Swatch watches. Ah, yes, of course. And that was the big, big um, highlight of our trip to uh, or from uh, India would be the excitement of looking through the catalog sure. and then picking out the Swatch watch that you wanted. And being able to purchase that, it was always very exciting. I um, have purchased marzipan, ah. sunglasses, okay, um, olive oil, uh, like I said, lots of alcohol, uh, hand creams, mm. um, toys for children, including wooden toys from like the Czech Republic so hand carved wooden toys oh wow um pillows filled with seeds or beans or something like that those, oh like those, a relaxation pillow something like that I picked up in India there was some sort of uh, I don't know if it what's inside of it but it feels like a a bean type thing and it's supposed to help you remember your dreams or something like oh, that. Oh, and you put it, do you put it, is it kind of like an eye pillow that you put on no, your eyes? No, it's bigger than that. I think, I feel like it's a, this might sound strange, but put it under your pillow and you'll oh, remember your dreams. Something strange like that. I think that's the strangest thing do I've ever Do you find heard. that that works? No, it didn't, but uh, I bought it and I think I bought it as a gift for someone and I forgot to give it to them. You know how sometimes you'll pick up something and then you'll put it in a safe spot and uh, you'll search high and low you'll go upstairs you'll go downstairs every closet every cupboard you'll open you can't find it and then one day you'll be like oh you know I should really get another bar of soap and then boom you'll be there like, it is. why did I have it with the soap and at and you were putting it away, you were like, this is the best spot for it. That happens to me quite frequently. Mm-hmm. Marco, before you mentioned that you had purchased olive oil yes. as one of your transactional items during mm-hmm. your duty-free escapades, um, what kind of olive oil did you choose from the duty-free? Well, it's interesting. It was a olive oil from Spain, because I was coming from Spain, and it was just a really great quality olive oil now I love olive oil actually I love all oils but olive oil in particular I love here's a little something I like to do with olive oil I have sort of an affinity for olive oil and I'll tell you why but if you have wooden spoons or spatulas in the house you know how they can get um, almost like a white film on them it's especially if the wood that those tools or utensils are made of is olive wood you should oil it with olive oil what do you mean olive wood like olive wood from like olive an olive tree, tree? yeah oh yeah i have a couple of pieces i'll show you later uh maybe we'll take a photo and put it up online that would be great and olive wood loves to have 
love to be loves to be oiled, and so does wood in general. You know how they say you should um, oil furniture and whatnot. Same same is true for wooden utensils, and so once every three weeks, let's say, I'll make sure that I oil my utensils. But if you're in the kitchen and you're cooking with olive oil, I love to put a little on my hands. If you're going yes. to paint, say you're going to paint a room, it's wise to, unless you're wearing gloves, put olive oil on your hands, rub it in till your hands are not oily anymore, till they're dry. You can even use a paper towel to wipe the excess olive oil off so that when you paint any little splashes of paint that hit your hand will easily come off because you have a very thin layer of olive oil on your hands before the paint hit it. Olive oil has is one of those oils that just has such a soothing almost medicinal property to it when it comes to cracked skin or dry skin even you can even put it in your hair sure i put coconut oil oh, in my coconut hair oil. coconut um, oil is such a fantastic oil because i love how in cooler months it solidifies and in, in warmer months it stays very oily in the jar yes um coconut oil supposedly has so many great properties for the skin the hair even for your digestive system so you use it on your on your skin on my hair on your and hair. my skin so as uh, i used it as for two reasons mm -hmm. one as a makeup remover oh yes all natural makeup remover which is great and it works it works wonderfully mm -hmm. so you just have to what exactly does it do like different than say other forms of makeup remover whether they be chemical or whatnot good question marco i have incredibly sensitive skin and so i don't particularly like using uh, your over-the-counter um makeup removers with a whole lot of chemicals mm -hmm. i find it very harsh for my skin right and olive oil uh, sorry not olive oil the coconut oil for me really um there's an immediacy to it you don't need a lot of it mm -hmm. you it, it also acts as a moisturizer oh. so i have very dry skin so i find in the winter months it's particularly helpful because it both acts as has the moisturizing component and also um the makeup removing component to it um, I usually use olive oil in my hair as well. As olive or coconut? Sorry, coconut oil. Mm -hmm. I keep the no, no, olive I, oil. Because you can use olive oil in you your can. hair as well. Sure. Yes, you can. Um, it's very popular for, I think, anyone in the South Asian community to use coconut oil in their hair. Um, I know that Amanda, who yes. we mention at least once every podcast, puts a bit of coconut oil when she takes a bath and it softens her skin yep, absolutely it's very moisturizing and mm -hmm. very cleansing mm -hmm. and i also find that it helps with um uh, scarring oh i didn't know that yeah so you would apply it to a scar and it would help to lessen heal or lighten it. or exactly. heal it oh. exactly now whether or not that's true mm -hmm. or that's just my perception of what coconut right. oil does that part I'm not too sure. It certainly can't harm. No, it can't. Right. I um, used to work 
as a guide in Italy and part of the trips we would do in an area, a region of Italy called Puglia is we would go to olive groves to see how olive oil oh, was wow. made. And um, Can you describe a bit of how olive oil is made? You know, it's interesting because uh, the olives are collected from the tree and many different groves have different methods in which they collect it. So some will climb on ladders and use like a rake to collect the olives off the tree. Others will use a mechanical instrument, kind of like a forklift, to shake the tree and then they lay down a net so that the olives would fall onto the net and they would collect them from the net. And then a lot of places will bring, so a lot of farmers have olive groves, but they don't have an olive press on site. Mm. So they would take it to an olive press um, and the olives would be pressed, some in traditional manners, some in more modern manners. And uh, Is it like squashing the grapes no. in the wine? No, not exactly, no. It would be more like, um, it's more intensive than that. Okay. Because I have uh, also seen how they squash grapes for wine, and oh, that's another, another process altogether, but interesting nonetheless. So the interesting thing about olives is that the best time to squish, let's say, an olive is as soon as it comes off the tree. So you want to bring it to the press as soon as you can from it being collected. Uh, you will get the best oil. The oil is going to be the freshest. You don't want to squish old olives. Now when the olives come off the tree, do they look like they do the olives that we see in the, in a store that you would mm -hmm. have in a restaurant, just is that what they look like when they come off the tree? Or you is know, that's a, that's a very interesting question. So I've taken olives off the tree and put them in my mouth to eat them, and they're extremely bitter. Oh. Extremely bitter. They're, they're, you can't, you couldn't eat olives. I mean, I guess you could, but it's really unpleasant. It was for me to eat an olive right off the tree. That said, some of the finest olives I've had were from these various groves that were making olive oil. And, mm. uh, and then they were making so many products with the oil that was collected. So you would have olive oil soaps and olive oil face and, and makeup products and olive oil um, tinctures and digestive aids as well as, you know, fine, fine olive oil. It's very important when you're purchasing olive oil to ensure that you purchase it from a company that does not cut the olive oil because that's a big problem that's happening in some places in Europe uh, in particular where the olive oil that they sell in the home country will be pure olive oil but the olive oil that they export to other countries will be cut with other lesser quality oils like rapeseed oil oh. and um you know and so you're not having pure 
olive oil, even though the bottle may say extra virgin cold pressed olive oil. Oh, wow. So I, uh, I'm very careful with the olive oil I purchase and I make sure that it's from a country that I know it has very high standards. Israel, for example, California, those are two areas of the world that uh, generally speaking they do not there hasn't been a problem with olive oil being cut with other oils see now that's funny because um that's a bit counterintuitive mm -hmm. in the sense that when you think of olive oil obviously you automatically think of italy because um it's sort of the Some stereotypical place of where you would think um, olives would come mm -hmm. from. However, that Mediterranean climate really does extend to other places like Israel and California where they would be cutting olive oil. Or where they'd be pressing olive pressing, oil, not cutting, cutting, or you would hope they wouldn't be, be cutting. cutting. They would be um, pressing. You don't want a mix of other lesser or poor quality oils mixed. When you purchase olive oil, you want pure olive oil. Um, so that's just something to, to be aware of. Now there's other oils. I don't know if you've ever cooked with avocado oil or walnut oil or grapeseed oil. So funny that you should say that, Marco, because mm -hmm. as you was talking, I was thinking about avocado oil because that's an oil that I really would like to try in the very near future, but I haven't experimented with avocado oil. I haven't really experimented with oils in uh, my cooking regimen. Um, in a in that capacity before, so I won't experiment with walnut oil. I'm, I'm not even sure what one would bring, but I can see that you have some olive oil for me to try. I just went to grab a little bit of the olive oil that we have in our house for you to sample that oil to see what it's like. And sorry, we keep saying olive oil, but I'm actually going to be sampling some avocado oil. We're talking so much about different oils that it gets a little bit confusing. So you can see, Nidhi, that the wow. color of the avocado oil is very light with a slight hint of green. It's kind of more... Almost like a lime green, mm -hmm. really. Um, Almost bordering on a yellow, yeah. yellow green. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's, it seems to be the consistency a little bit less viscosity yes. than olive oil let's mm -hmm. say and i wouldn't drink that whole uh just taste it because you might not there's not really a smell to it no all right here we go there we go nitty and her first taste of avocado oil that's Jeez. actually quite nice you like it Let me i do have a little yeah, taste please um it's as you say very light mm -hmm. Very, um, not as avocado-y as I thought. That I you think. would guess. Yeah. yeah. What do you think we use this avocado oil for? So if I were using it, I would probably use it on a salad That's of some exactly sort. That's exactly it, yeah. We have it for our salads because it's a light uh, oil. It doesn't, it's not heavy. 
the viscosity isn't so harsh so you can mix it with other items absolutely it has a pleasant a pleasant feel and taste to it it's not bitter it also allows the you can impart flavors with the olive oil and it ha with the i'm sorry avocado oil and it has a lot of excellent nutrients and vitamins that that are associated with with avocado oil Marco, you mentioned walnut oil before. Mm -hmm. Have you ever used a walnut oil? Yeah, it's another great oil for salads. The thing with walnut oils or any sort of nut oils, whether they be hazelnut oils or even pumpkin seed oils, is they can go rancid very quickly. Oh. And that's why I believe they sell them in smaller bottles. If you've ever yeah. purchased them, they tend to be in smaller quantities. quantities. Um, and they're expensive too because you know you need to have so many walnuts, like a, a great amount of walnuts, to create that sure. much oil. Versus, you know, compare the size of the walnut seed or the inside of a walnut to a olive or a avocado right. or coconut. It'll yield a lot more of the oil compared to a nut or say a pumpkin sure. seed. Sure. Now, when you're having these walnut or the avocado oil, mm -hmm. do you you mix it with any vinegar the way you would have olive oil and balsamic You vinegar? can. You can. Another nice thing to do is if you have a avocado and you slice it in half, you drizzle a bit of avocado oil, a bit of fine salt, um, pepper, and there you go. You could have it just like that as a, as a sort of snack versus putting in a salad or a guacamole or whatnot. It's really nice to, really nice to have it. It, it complements the, is avocado a fruit or a vegetable? Well, I believe it, it's a fruit because it has a seed. I see, I see. So it complements its fruit very well. And I think that's true with olive oil too. You'll often find olives in olive oil well Marco I have um, a good friend of my mom's yes. in Montreal who actually has an olive oil store really and they have drums of olive oil and vinegars and um, their name uh, well the name of the store is Olive en Folie and, which translates for uh, people who don't um, uh, speak French olives in uh, folly or in, yeah, yeah. Uh, like in uh, I don't know how to describe it maybe joy uh, olives in celebration right. olives um, and uh, they have all sorts of different flavored olive oil so Yum. you can have a garlic olive oil or the one that I really like is lemongrass and basil olive oil um, that you can just put on stir fry uh, they have champagne balsamic vinegar um, they have lavender olive oil Yum. really interesting flavors so I enjoy going there and getting to sample the different olive oils and so um, there are certain things that you can experiment with but that is for another day Hopefully I'll try that out. We'd like to thank you for listening to our podcast. As always, we broadcast from Toronto, and the Insomnia Project is produced by Drumcast Productions.